A very warm welcome to you from St. Michael's Church Lillishaw and St. John's Church Muxton for this, our podcast, on the weekend of the 4th of October. My name is Matthew and I am the vicar. It's a great privilege to lead you through this next few moments of worship and prayer. This week we're going to be offering something slightly different as it is our annual parish meetings at both churches And so we will not be continuing our sermon series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit until next week. Instead, there'll be a short reflection on a passage from the book of Philippians. But let's begin by reminding ourselves why we are here. Loving God, we have come to worship you. Help us to pray to you in faith, to sing your praise with gratitude and to listen to your word with eagerness. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your power. All creation praises you, Lord and your faithful servants bless you. We come to a time where we put ourselves right with God, knowing that we are all human, broken and sinful, and we need God's grace and forgiveness to restore us to be the people that God has created us to be. So the grace of God has dawned upon the world with healing for all. Let us come to him in sorrow for our sin, seeking healing and salvation. And please do join in with these words, if you wish, after me. Lord God, we come to you with sorrow for our sins and we ask for your help and strength. Help us to know ourselves and to accept our weakness. Strengthen us with your forgiving love that we may more courageously follow and obey your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so may the God of love bring us back to himself, forgive us our sins, and assure us of his eternal love in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Little been working our way through the book of Psalms and we've reached Psalm 10. So this morning I'm going to read to you Psalm 10. Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts of the cravings of his heart, he blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. He is haughty, and your laws are far from him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will shake me. I'll always be happy and never have trouble. His mouth is full of curses and lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages From ambush he murders the innocent, watching in secret for his victims. He lies in wait like a lion in cover. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. 
he catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed, they collapse, they fall under his strength. He says to himself, God has forgotten, he covers his face and never sees. Arise, Lord, lift up your hand, O God, do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, he won't call me to account? But you, O God, do see trouble and grief. You consider it to take it in hand. The victim commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evil man. Call him to account for his wickedness that would not be found out. The Lord is king for ever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You hear, O Lord, the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed, in order that man, who is of the earth, may terrify no more. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 onwards. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so, somehow, to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of for me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I wonder what captivates you. Is it a view, a piece of music, plants or wildlife, a person you love, a hobby? When we're captivated, we're so caught up with something that everything else fades into insignificance. Sometimes on a summer's day, if I'm walking past a cricket ground and there's a match on... I just get absorbed in the game and have to stop for a while before tearing myself away. Everything else fades into insignificance. A piece of music that captivates me is the first of Brahms' three intermezzi for piano. When I hear this, I have to just stop and listen through to the end. The language Paul uses as he describes his relationship with Jesus Christ is that of captivation. As we read in the book of Philippians, Paul is so caught up with Jesus that everything else fades into insignificance, and anything that he used to value, he now considers as worthless in comparison. Does this describe you? 
Does it describe me, I ask myself. I have to confess that my love for Jesus is often weak and faint, and as the hymn writer William Cowper goes on to pray, I pray this, O oh, for grace to love thee more. But the good thing about this state of affairs is that there is always the opportunity to be captivated further by Jesus. There is always more of God to discover. There is a purpose and momentum to be found in life, whatever age and stage we are at. Can I encourage you to keep nurturing love for God, to keep on this journey in which we discover more and more how utterly loving and captivating Jesus is. Pray, read, meditate on his word, worship and serve. We can do all these things, whether in company or on our own, and we can press on. And this purpose and momentum isn't shut down by lockdown, social isolation or government restrictions. Paul wrote the book of Philippians when he was under house arrest. Whoever we are, wherever we are, we can know Christ through the presence of the Holy Spirit living in us. These last few months have given many of us space to do this. As we look forward to the next few months, we could allow ourselves to be anxious about Christmas being cancelled, further restrictions or becoming ill. Or we could resolve, like Paul, to look forward to being further captivated by Jesus Christ. Not that I have already obtained all this, Paul writes, and so is determined to press on and look forward to knowing more. My prayer is that here in Lillishall and Muxton, more of us become more and more captivated by Jesus, by the only one who takes hold of us, calls us into a new life and guarantees us his eternal care, love and life. today we begin by giving thanks to God for what he has revealed to us personally through his word by the Holy Spirit and in the person of Jesus we give thanks to God for our local churches for the teaching the fellowship the ability to worship and the way in which we are encouraged by one another to be captivated by Jesus. Father in heaven, we pray that you would continue to draw us into your love, enfold us in your care, and inspire us with your vision for your world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our world, and as we see the turbulence and turmoil caused by the coronavirus pandemic, we ask, Lord, for your mercy. We pray that all nations would humble themselves before you and seek your grace. We pray especially for our own leaders, Lord, that you would help them to put aside personal interest and that they would govern 
in the interests of the whole nation with wisdom. We pray for ourselves that we may live as good citizens, taking our responsibilities to one another seriously. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the life and work of our churches here and for all who serve, that as we elect parochial church councils, wardens and church officers, Lord, that you would inspire us to serve your community with commitment in the year to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray now for those we know who are sick and suffering, all who are in need of a special touch of your grace. And in the moment of quiet, we lift them to you. And this week we pray for the family of Rose Gibbons. Bring comfort and healing, your grace and your love, into the lives of those we mentioned. The collect for today, the 17th Sunday after Trinity. Gracious God, you call us to fullness of life. Deliver us from unbelief and banish our anxieties with the liberating love of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And let's conclude our prayers by saying the prayer that Jesus taught us together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Let's affirm together what we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, if you would join in after me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
And so, as we conclude this time, a prayer of blessing. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many blessings that you shower upon us. And we pray that you would take our gifts of money and time as tokens of our love and worship of you. That you would bless them and multiply them for your glory in this place. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us and with those we love, now and always. Amen.